Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hmm. Brought to you by Grow Generation. Today's episode of The Cantina is... Whether on Dagobah or Tatooine you are, everything you need to grow right where you are, they have... Later in the episode, more on them you will hear. <laughs> Welcome to a galaxy far, far away. Here at the Cantina Podcast, we provide top-shelf service, including rumors, leaks, news, and reviews. Come in, order a Loma Nail, and remember, no droids allowed. Oh, uh, man. So, thank you. To our outstanding uh, sponsors o- over at Grow Generation and, and the great introduction there from the little little green guy in the in the swamp. Uh, <laughs> well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the can- cantina. Um, I I honestly uh, can't tell you if if this is a Friday or Saturday or or Sunday or whatever day day you're listening. But uh, thanks, thanks for listening. And uh, the show usually does hit on Fridays, in- including the occasional live show. So check that out. Uh, best way to do that. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and our podcast channels. Just search LRM Online Podcast and there, there you go. And if you are super new to the show, you might not know that my uh, co-host is this Scottish guy. Uh, not anywhere near me, like Scott, Scottish, Scottish, like living in in Scotland, and his name's Cam. Well, what's up, bud? Hey, thanks for that remarkably <laughs> astute introduction. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, I. Yeah, I f- figured you know. Uh, uh, every now and then, doing like a reset type uh intro, like like if no one's ever the... listened to us yeah. before. So yeah, if this yeah. is the first time you're ever listening to us, this is Kale and Cam. We talk about Star Wars, um, and both have differing views, but also quite reasonably aligned views on the things we like and don't like. And yeah, for the mm-hmm. next however long it takes us to to get through today's kind of content, we'll be talking to you about Star Wars, and we will do so every week if you want to listen to us and that includes all the latest news that's happening in the world of Star Wars as we find it. Uh and and we we uh we really try to focus on um I, I don't want to say like real ver- versus fake new- news or anything like that because you know look there's there's a lot lot of uh content creators out there you YouTubers and and uh, people with like subscription things and all, all sorts of stuff that uh, they say a lot of things about about Star Wars. Well, that's, and that's then just, other... There's a lot of people that talk absolute bullshit about Star Wars. They they well, transplant their own opinions onto what yeah. the current narrative is to, to do with Star Wars. We don't do that. We if we if we give no. you our opinions, we tell you they're just our opinions. 
Um, yes. And what we, you know, just play it straight with what we, we actually hear. And we will be 100% clear if we are discussing a, a, a rumor with validity, meaning it's come from a source that we've known to have a higher hit to to miss ratio or, or us, if we're entertaining oh yeah we're because we have we're a good, pretty good and, hit ratio for star wars as yeah well. but like if we cover someone Ooh. else you know they break something we'll let's Which we'll is, say hey this the is coming from a good or a, be more yeah common. yeah exactly and then if it's a fun rumor you know a what if like we don't think this is go going on this is you know maybe maybe a source did say this but it was water water cooler talk or something those types of fun what ifs and we'll be we'll be cl- clear about that i'll tell you one of the biggest things that got on my nerves cam is is uh m- deliberate misinformation uh there there was a person that kept saying on almost every vi- video that uh, Filoni and Favreau are are part of Obi Wan, and at one point was saying Andor, and uh, oh, yeah, there was someone. That's that's as far as we know. That's not true. Exactly, and uh, uh, someone kept commenting, "No, no, they're not. No, no, they're not." Uh, and then the story that KRT. Uh, broke, and then we kind of peeled some layers off our ourselves, and our source co- confirmed that a, a theory you and I had 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 about you know the original uh show scripts one were went from were becoming the one movie. movie into a show, and yep. ultimately that, and that quality wasn't good enough. Um, right, and that indeed uh. Feige and Favreau looked at them and and at least gave yeah. opinions, yeah. but that's it. Yeah, and because finally, the situation had presented itself in that exactly. Way, yeah. yeah, it was an opportunity. I, I don't even know. And if, as we've said we before, if, if, say if for Favreau certain, and Feige tell you something, then you should be listening. Because, you listen. Yeah, yeah. It, at least. Yeah. Listen, hear him out fully. Yeah, and we don't even know if it was literally uh, someone seeking out Feige, yeah, I mean, or if it, it was just a, a say, by I'm, chance. It might have been Kevin Kennedy throws them a script at some point and says, "I'm not sure yeah. about this. Tell me what you think." And then they come back and say, exactly. "Yeah, we're not sure about it either." Yeah, that's what I thought. And you know, it could yeah. be as simple as that. Um, we don't so have the finer detail this... um, on that, no. Exactly. So this particular uh, 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 con- content creator eventually starts cha- after all that that comes out, and and this person on their their channel keep telling them no. They finally change their their tone because it they seems to, so, because so desperate. Yeah. yeah, it's it's uh we know that I think they say we we know that uh Favreau has. I think the last video I saw of their, theirs was Favreau has given his opinion in the past or has been involved in in the past or so like having to change it around a, a bit. But what get what gets me he is that um you you've got the this 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 extreme 
uh, love and devotion and this extreme hatred and and desire for for destruction within Star War Star Wars and some of these yeah I mean people I think there's, there's that feed into it at the moment that kind of like because Star Wars hasn't with the way they want it to they want to watch the world burn so they want it actively to to kind of fail at this point until somebody realizes that it should have been the way they wanted it all along you know and this is coming you have to remember listeners from two people who haven't been particularly happy with the way things have been going up until recently no if you look back in any of our content you know we really hadn't been happy since the the 80s so um yeah Yeah. so we're not movie wise star wars fans that just say oh if you put star wars in something that's great we we don't think that and we don't always agree with each other either but there is this this Mm -hmm. section of people who have decided that's it from a certain point and everybody picks a different point you know these extremists pick a different point it was from the day i watched phantom menace it was the day ryan johnson turned up on set uh, on the last jedi it was the day disney bought there's there's a day right and from that day forth they won't um you know give any more money to star wars and they'll ambast it but what's always amazes me is if you if you watch and you you cannot if you're curious enough to hang around these people for long enough, um, and you can handle it, um, is that they will consume everything that is Star Wars. So if something new comes out, they're all talking about what happened, uh, and picking holes in it that you know that that night. So they're still consuming the content. They're still paying for it, probably. Uh, unless they're pirating that content, um, but you know they have, they they seem to want want it to fail as well. It's a it's a very strange situation. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we want Pell and I anyway. We would like better Star Wars than what we've had under Disney so far, excluding probably the Mandalorian and that. But at the same time, yeah. this is where we are. You know, we have to be realists and just hope for better content going forward which so far we we just always have to be positive and hope that's that's what we're getting coming along don't we yeah until it's not and then if it's not we'll say we didn't like that you know yeah and here's one of the good things i guess you know you you've dabbled in in entertainment outside of journalism only Mm -hmm. uh like in actual like you you wrote a a great article on uh Ed Brubaker yeah. who I really really like and um uh I highly suggest everyone one uh check out lrmonline.com it's not a Star Wars piece it's it's a writers slash, slash Marvel piece um but you you and I we get to come at the this from some some unique points you've got some uh, a foot in inter- entertainment a foot in, in journalism and then a, a foot in in being a uh gen x uh uh star war wars fan yeah. oh gee i <laughs> what yeah yeah uh uh just bare, barely missing out being old enough yeah. of a of an exer to see the, the yeah, 77 yeah, yeah. in theaters not, and and, not co- and at that point. yeah so yeah. couldn't have done that nope just, uh, just for reference, the first and, one I saw in theaters was Jedi in '83, but I'd seen the other yeah. two in home video before we saw that. Yep. And then you got me, one of the you know old older 
and m- millennials raised uh by like G- Gen X co- cousins and uh um my my incredibly young uh you know last of the ba- baby boomer parents and they my dad was all all into Star Wars and then I've got my my very unique our army brat upbringing your your european your experiences as a, as an adult my experiences as an adult in the in the military uh uh both you know um in garrison and and i've i've de- deployed to iraq afghanistan a few times and uh all of that gives us some some really u- unique angles at star wars to look at the things because it's all about like certain amounts of suspension of belief you yeah. know yeah, uh, i mean you, you if you're someone that can't go any kind of suspension of beliefs you wouldn't like star wars in the first place what we liked for example was that had the right mix you know you know it didn't make sense but it had the right mix to kind of hook you in and that's an important kind of that you, you keep that balance in any kind of entertainment fantasies, the same sci-fi's, the same whatever tone you're aiming for, you have to kind of find that fine line and stick to it. Would it be fair to say Star Wars has not always done that? Yes. I mean, I think we, we just have to look at, I think a lot of the time the prequels is an example of that. Yeah. You know what? This this segment that, that we're kind of doing right now, well, we I, I might even put it in the in the title this is like the 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 state of star star wars guys um in it's a a big big picture that we we can only we can only kind of take a snapshot look at it right right now we know of a couple of really exciting projects coming up outside of the mandalorian and i say they're they're exciting knowing that First off, I hate spending t- time between episodes three and four, right, Cam? <laughs> um, <sighs> Personally, I, I hate it. Um, I just don't and... like anything that I've particularly seen from that period yet. But because, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're going with Andor and, and Obi-Wan. That's why I'm more excited for Obi-Wan because that's the shit I want to know about from that period. What Vader and Obi-Wan were up to, the main sort of dudes at that time. I'm less interested Mm -hmm. than what the fledgling rebellion were up to. We've kind of seen that before in Rebels. We've seen it in Rogue One. You know, it's got. I'll probably, hopefully, enjoy Andor, but it's, it doesn't excite me the same way Obi Wan yeah. does, or, or any of the Mando kind of verse content that's coming after that. And there you guys go, right there. Or I think the idea of Andor being a, a thriller, spy, uh, swashbuckling adventure type thing is is. Uh, uh, appealing. I don't want to see, like you said, a, a fledgling alliance type thing. This should be Andor, the rebel intel guy. God, yeah, this should bit not darker be. As well, I would, you know, yes. I always say that, don't you? You know, whenever if someone ever asks me if some some Star Wars, what would you like to see? My answer always a little bit darker. Um, you know, and yes. that's from a fan of and the why Empire not? Strikes Back. You know, which is kind of yes, conversely the darkest and the funniest. 
of Star Wars movie in my opinion, but anyway, that's that's quality for you. Um, you got but, it. But you know, Star Wars always interests me when they when they do go a little bit darker, and I still tread on that because Star Wars should always be PG thirteen. You know, it's that. That's what's been established. I'm not an you know, like calls for they should give us a rated Star Wars content and stuff like that. It just doesn't really kind of, yeah. you know, what what would they get? What for would they want? Is it sex? Is it violence? I don't get what we would want added into that kind of universe because swearing's not really mm-hmm. particularly appropriate either. You know, it's just and they've just got their own it. swear words like blast. Yeah, they can. Sith spit, you know, they can. You they know? can. Yeah, they can basically curse. Are we at PG thirteen all they Damn want? You know, hell yeah. So yeah, um, as long as long as they're kind of treading on on that fine line, then you know, darker always appeals to me. So you know, there is an appeal to Andor if that's the way it goes, and we see the kind of because when we see and you know Cassie and Andor at first in Rogue One, you know he kills that informant. That's one of the first things he does because. That guy's a risk now. Do you know what I mean? That's proper, you know, behind yep. enemy lines spy stuff we're talking about. You know, I'm I'm almost looking for something John Lacar, if if that makes sense from from Andor and the Star Wars universe. I I don't expect to get that, but if it aims, I actually kind of think we will. Well, if it aims, I mean, I mean, John Lacar's a kind of master at that genre, but um, the kind of Cold War or, or Tom Clancy, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get quite that level, but uh, pushing there, yeah, you know, why not? Yeah, the star, the star, the Star Wars PG thirteen equivalent. Well, I hope yes. so. That, that's what I hope for. Yeah. So that yeah, and then Obi Wan, I've got my reservations because yeah. I don't. I don't care to to see Vader again or Anakin in any fashion, especially, especially with those with Christians, basically. Yeah, because it gives you exactly. bad memories of the people. I right, and and while I would have loved Obi Wan a few years ago, it's like already uh, Solo and Rogue One, and now Andor and Obi Wan, and and I don't even watch rebels because i i don't want to spend time there i don't care about that that part of it Uh, but there are some potentially good stories and and or obi-wan and then yeah we we've got things going further down down the line with with book of Boba Fett post return of the Jedi sort of Mandoverse stuff all the stuff that's set sort of five six years after Return of the Jedi which obviously we've had Mandalorian season one season two we're getting obviously the book of Boba Fett Uh, we've got Rangers of the New Republic we've got um, which we think starts filming uh, soon Ahsoka Uh, we don't know anything about Rangers of the New Republic in terms of when or anything like that Mando should be filming now basically it's it's, if it's not going it's it's almost the way Um, yeah because it was supposed to be basically the same time as um, as Obi-Wan which is 100% filming Uh, and Andor is still filming at the moment as well and um, but it's in the UK Uh, it's after shoots isn't it I I don't know I mean we don't know enough detail we just keep seeing enough set videos that are recent enough with actors on set but 
maybe it's not the main actors. It could be, you know, pick-up shots, you know, things that they want to do. But recently we've seen some stuff with some Imperial officers and outfits, you know, and what was a shopping centre. Um, and it just looks as if they're using that to kind of fill in for whatever world and whatever place they're, they're supposed to be on, obviously, at that time, to make it look as if it's an Imperial place. I mean, yeah. we expect to see plenty of the Empire in this period, especially in a show like Andor, let's be honest. Eh. Mm. Yeah. I'll say say this. Uh, it's very, very we- weird, the radio silence on the film side. Like, I, I know that... the happened yet, okay? Well, I mean, I don't, they're not shooting yet. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, not even, not even shooting, not... I mean, there is... There is... We, we all... Star, Star Wars is such an... finished in- yet, though. I mean, I don't know if it is or not, but we've not heard anything to say like, the script is finished. So, if they're still putting the kind of ins and outs together on it, then they wouldn't, you know, if, next we would hear the they, casting and that's and we'll start finding out about, you know, when it's maybe planned to shoot. We don't, we don't know director. We don't know. All we know, Patty Jenkins writing and pr- producing, right? No, she's directing she, as well. No, no, she's directing. Yeah. That's right. We don't, uh, but is she right? Well, no, was, they never there, said There's a that. position. Um, they, I, I believe yeah, that, see. um, I just have a feeling Which, that Gary Witter might be involved in, in this one. Right, um, right. Just for a few hints that were, were said, but I have no, no solid evidence on that. But no, someone's writing it. She said, you know, something about you'll find out who's writing it eventually. Do you know what I mean? So I'm assuming that's kind of still happening behind the scenes, going back and forth to her and what her vision is and kind of getting the script right at the moment. So I don't think we even have a, a proper shoot date for that, or certainly not one that they've announced. But I'm guessing no. But we'll we know when it's it come, so it's supposed to come come out twenty three December twenty three. You know, we're only in March, uh, April sort of twenty one at the moment, and the way it's not like the old days when they were making the prequels and it took three years to to you know make these films. It, it doesn't take that long. And if you look at how long it took just to kind of put the Rise of Skywalker together, for example, which is yeah. much higher budget than, I guess, than what Rogue Squadrons will be. Um, oh, yeah. So, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I could see it, just guess, um, maybe going under cameras by the end of this year at some point, um, and still yeah. no problem at all making that day. I, I'm guessing they're still working on the kind of scripting process for it at the moment. I, I, the only re- re- reason why I bring it up and it's, it's from a, a PR standpoint and, and the fact that we are going to be like, think about it. Uh, we got Star Wars movies every, every year from 15 to, to, uh, uh, 19, right? Yeah. Yeah. 15 to ni- 19. Still a good one. Um, just not very good good ones and it will be a four year break mm. almost to the day be, between mm. the rise well, of that was skywalker never and intentional um when they, it's not as if they went from rise of skywalker with the intention is we're going to leave this because as we know they were going ahead with the um 
21. The Danny Orphan Wise trilogy. And they had six, yeah, they were going to have just 22. a one-year break um, to 21. I thought it was, no, thought 22? It was 22 that it was coming out. I thought it was 21, Because we were still 23. just developing it um, at that point. And Maybe. then, of course, that just died before it ever even came to fruition. Um, I still think most of it went to the higher republic. And, um, <laughs> and from there, they basically had to come up with a new plan. So, so given... <laughs> That plus the hey um, dog, plus no. the dog. Hey, Chewy, shut up. Yeah. Uh, so you know, given the COVID stuff as well, you know, they would have had to consider right. Okay, we've got ideas here, but when are we actually going to push ahead with these? And what's everybody else's schedule like? You know, so with like say for Taika Waititi, you know, I think we found out about that long before we were ever supposed to find out about that. I'm not even sure if they would have told us about that in the investors day if we if it wasn't for the fact that it was just out there so yeah. long before because they don't really you know, they don't normally announce things that far out with that much detail. Same way Kevin Feige's movie, you know, once the cat was out the bag, it was kinda like um they keep asking him about it and he's getting no news basically. We we don't even have a, a a kind of potential release date for that at the moment. So Mm-mm, nope. Um I'm guessing it's maybe the one after with Titi's, but I genuinely, you know, that it's just totally a guess at, at this point. So, so and, yeah, and that's there what is, I'm kinda there is getting a four, at four year gap, but hopefully that's because things are gonna get better now. Right. But we needed it. From again the the PR point, Lucasfilm knows that the the film side of things su- is is you know suff- suffering, mm. uh, while the Disney Plus side of things for the moment is is do- mm. do- doing better, and I I think it would be smart of them to start talking as as much as they can you know like you said you've got a a writer you think that they're going to bring in that's a great easy thing to announce you know what i'm saying yeah but what if they change their mind what if you know they need to make a writer change late in the day you know maybe they're not kind of prepared to to, to let us do that yeah you know and you kind of gotta start doing something because people are itchy for for information because they're worried worried about I mean, Star they've announced Wars. it, you know, um, it's, it's still years away before we get this film. Um, I, I, I'm just guessing it'll be like the end of this year, maybe even the start of next year before Rogue Squadron starts to shoot. And we're not going to really find out the way things work now. We're not going to find very little about it until production starts. That's when leaks tend to happen because that's when, you know, everything needs to staff up and they bring in more people. And some of those people mm-hmm. decide to pass information to A, B, and C, and you know that's how we, that's how this works. Um, you know, it's not Kathleen Kennedy or Dave Filoni that's picking up the phone to, um, I don't know, Star Wars Scoops dot com and saying, "Hey, I've got a, no. a, a, a good one for you." <laughs> you know, no, I'm talking like official official new news. I'm not talking. No, I know, I know, but I'm just saying that. There's, I just think it's too early to, to give us anything other than what they've, they've given us at the moment, you know, until they know more, until they can say it's oh. going to start shooting here, there. And even then, we tend to find that stuff out 
through the grapevine. They never announce like this is when we're starting shooting this. You know, we find right. out we find out what the production name is and we tell everybody else, you know, this is when Star Wars Rogue Squadron starts shooting. And when they don't announce casting, they don't announce casting for these things. Do you know what I right. mean? Unless it's like a major lead role and they want oh, to start the like, whole, whole cast one was announced. Yes, exactly. You know, once they're ready, but how much of that cast were rumoured and we found out about it, one or two. So all that cast that were that were thingied for Obi Wan, what we had we'd obviously ourselves broke the scoop on Hayden Christensen way before anyone else, then confirmed that he had signed up. So we were first on that one. I'd also heard rumours of Joel Edgerton and that seemed like an obvious one. So it was like one of those rumours you thought somebody might ugh is that somebody just making that up because it's obvious that Owen would be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um but that one checked out. Other than that, there was there was no really hints at any of the rest of that cast at all, you know. And then they announced yeah, it. No, and and most that's of what they want. They want us to be enough. raving and ranting about it when they decide to do the press release, and then they send us materials, and they, you know, they say to us, "Hey, here's our cast list," and you know, and some of the the bigger outlets they say, "Hey, do you want an interview with any of these stars now?" You know, when they're ready, it's on their terms. And I think but we're the, too early that's, for all that for Rogue Squadron. Uh, that's biz, business as usual for for them. And my my point is that business as usual hasn't worked for for them. And what the people sometimes look look at the lack of information, and the longer there's no information on on something, the worse that it gets. You take that mentality and you're right you shouldn't have that that we don't we don't do that with marvel we want it, it but we don't expect we very it. rarely i mean this and, is the, between one division and spider-man far from home was the longest we've ever spent with marvel content because they were already yep. moving full steam ahead um star yeah. wars is in, is in a different position but exactly they have the Disney Plus stuff to keep all the Star Wars fans engaged while it gives them time to organize what's to a happening degree. in the movie stuff. I mean, there's well, nobody sitting there going, ah, oh, you know, yeah. there's no more Star Wars movies. I mean, how long did you go with it getting a new <laughs> Star Wars movie? Me personally, I went most of my life and never believed we would yep. ever get a Star Wars movie again. Ever. And then, then found the same thing. What we then, got. <laughs> same thing again. And yep. again, you know. We were surprised yep. by that. So, you know, I remember the day that they announced Disney had bought Lucasfilm and my mate texts me and says, you heard then about Disney buying uh, Lucasfilm and that they're going to release Star Wars episodes 7, 8 and 9. And I'm like, mate, it'll never happen. Now. Do you know what I mean? Lucas is getting too old to do all that sort of stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, there was literally no rumours about that at all. And then he's like, no, look at this. And he sent me a link. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Do you know, this actually happened. What the hell is going on here? So you just, you never know um, sometimes um, with these things. Right. But, you know, this is not a you bad have... content route in terms of movies of just a few years for me. But when you have all of this negative press around your your company and you have do uh, a... All you can do uh, is release Everything from the High Republic... And and YouTube shutting off uh, comments and dislikes because 
because people uh uh you know blasting down uh high high republic content and uh stuff with kennedy stuff with john john everything man dude the the fandom is doesn't is matter split if you if you're running it at the moment all you can do is the only thing you can do is make sure that whatever you put out next is the best quality it can be is the and best. that you don't set people's expectations until you've got something to give them um there's a reason why right, most so... of the information that we sometimes get that's been leaked doesn't always make sense and it's vague because it maybe hasn't been finalized yet they've not put the finer detail to it so you hear right. something and what it, it doesn't sound good but the end result actually does you know famously like people absolutely poo-pooed the, the plot of endgame when you read it as a summary it sounded awful you know and people like is this it is this, honestly is this it but when you take it out of context you know it's you just you can't grasp what it needs to be that's that's the game sometimes people react to one piece of news and think this will be terrible and you're always going to get that people do that even with the marvel side but what the thing that keeps marvel going is they keep producing stuff where people go yeah i enjoyed that that's that's the that that's what shuts people up that's what star wars needs to do is just keep producing good quality stuff that people go, I really enjoyed that and want to talk about the positive aspects of it. And then the negative stuff yeah. will just disappear over time. Uh, will it? <laughs> and it will what become if, inconsequential what if, because you're still making what if the, plenty of money and people what if like all the content. What if the, the, you know, the, the content that, that's making the money isn't the, the content that, that certain people want to, to see make, make the money any, anyways. Um, I I think I think it's important, like you said, for for Lucasfilm to uh, deliver as much co- complete and finalized information as as possible. But looking at you know writing t- time, pre production, set b- building, logging, uh, reserving. Time for. I mean, don't get for, me wrong. I'd rather uh, get little bits. What you call it? You know, I'd rather they were a little bit looser with some it's of the stuff. Like... It doesn't really matter. It's not spoilery because it gives us something to talk about. I feel like recently there's been so little genuine Star Wars news since that. You, you know, all it has is been the it odd would almost be good bits faith. and rumors, and most of that's been about stuff we know about already. It's not been anything yeah. new. Because the production train is rolling along, so getting some official nods and teases might be good. Like a good, that's what I've been what trying about to say. May it's 4th? like a, a PR. I mean, May fourth yeah, coming up. Like a, you know, could you know? we be getting something? And maybe you know, let's let's cards on the table. We've heard some stuff. Not we're not yeah. going to come out and do the whole. We're going to see trailers on this in case we're wrong because oh, no, do you God, know no. it's 50-50 for me honestly see when it comes to Lucasfilm especially and Marvel or just really just Disney in general uh, they, they chop and change these things right to the last minute so I'm, I'm never yep. never going down a road of saying a trailer's definitely coming again but I've heard we could get um, possibly something longer for Andor Maybe like a teaser or B roll or something, something like, like that. that. I don't know. I mean, again, just you know, no details at all, and maybe something for Obi Wan as well, but much shorter. You know. Yeah, because they've done that often. 
and even for Obi One, do you know what would excite fans for Obi One? All they would have to do is show a BTS Hayden and Ewan speaking to each other on the set. Boom. Yeah. Fans go wild. You know, I mean, marketing hyped up. Do you know what I mean? And it doesn't tell you anything because we both are officially announced. We know they're in it anyway. Um, so, I, you know, it tells us absolutely nothing if you see them just meeting in this corridor and somebody takes a picture of it or takes a wee short video of it or something like that, you know. That's the kind of yeah. thing I, I would hope to see because I think it's too too soon to see anything substantial for Obi-Wan but I'm hoping we might get to see some actual footage you know actually of Andor you know which we've seen some small yeah, snippets nice. of before so we know there's some proper footage exists um, so that would be nice but again won't yes. count my chickens on we that one you know because at the end of the day there's also the hype surrounding the Bad Batch and that's that's the big thing that they have announced for for obviously May the 4th is we're getting that big 70 minute premiere Kayla are you going to watch The Bad Batch are you going to try and stick it out and see what you think uh, I'll, I'll I don't know I, I, I've watch been the premiere. told that I need need to see stuff and that I've been told I don't need to see stuff so it's like you can eh, read Wikipedia at, at the, the end of the day premiere. do you know what I mean see if there's something you don't understand read yeah. it yeah if you can't be bothered, go back. I'll probably check out the premiere. And you never know, it may interest you enough to go back and watch some other stuff. So listen, before we kind of sign off, there is one thing I do want to talk about a bit of news I heard this well, week. Well, we weren't going to sign off. We were going going to segue to our, our great sponsor well, yeah, before we get to that that wonderful uh, 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 Dame Duty Dench story you wanted to t- so, yeah. so so talk about, you God-blessed evil uh uh uk crown bowing board just loving what i'm joking hey guys check out this awesome home message from the people over over at growgeneration.com grow generation where the pros go to grow the grow generation commercial team is armed with industry leading professional consultants Grow Generation's team will help you fully manage any size or scale project. They offer turnkey facility designs, cultivation room design and on-site project consultation. Go to www.growgeneration.com where the pros go to grow. And after I have uh, severely defeated and destroyed Cam's heart and soul... Well, He's like ready to carry break. on about the duty attack me during the break. That's what you're going to tell everyone. The flogging you just took. <laughs> anyway, Anyways, this is a this story is I interesting. heard today just for the first time. Um, I didn't have a chance. I'm not even sure I wanted to write about this today. That's the thing, but I didn't want to talk about it. So this is uh, some information came out about a deleted sort of concept that was going to be in the Revenge of the Sith. Uh, no, the Rise of Skywalker. I keep getting them mixed up because of the TROS thing. I must, must have been dyslexic in a former life. Um, and um, originally, at one point anyway, um, they had this idea that Ray would go, for some reason, which I don't think they made clear, or didn't know themselves, that Ray was going to be looking for the creator of the Millennium Falcon at some point, and she would go to this random place, who knows where it is, and she would meet, and it would be this woman, 
Um, and they had Judy Dench in mind as for kind of what they wanted that role to be. Um, this idea was obviously abandoned before they, they, they got to filming. You know, no one had probably has ever even approached her or asked her to do it or anything like that. It is an abandoned idea, if you like, before it got there. But at one point that was there. And that's after the point Colin Trevorrow has left. This is not Jewel of the Fates we're talking about. This is after Abrams has come back in. Um, so, you know, all right, it didn't happen. But it kind of shows me how much shit they were throwing at the wall, Kyle, on the Rise of Skywalker and just trying to see what sticks. And, and that's what that film feels like to me. It feels like the most unimaginative... Um, just throw a series of set pieces at a wall and hope the action and pew pew pew, you know, doesn't make people think too much about the plot movie. What would have been the point of going to find the creator of the Millennium Falcon? Is the Millennium Falcon a special oh. ship, Kyle? Is it in some way oh. special? Like, is it designed with special metals that nobody else has got? <laughs> Does it have an innovative, like, stealth system that that no other ship in the galaxy has? I mean, it's just a fucking 1300 freighter. That's all it it, is. They they made tons of them. (laughs) It's like a fucking, it's like somebody having a Ford. I don't know, use a, I'm I'm trying to think, we have have different cars in this country, so let me pick an example. Uh, (laughs) Is it a Mustang? You say a Ford, Ford Mustang. Ford Mustang. <laughs> and you can just go into the dealer and you can buy a Ford Mustang and you can take it out. And you you own a Ford Mustang, well done. And then you get some people who would tinker with that car and they would add details to it. And sometimes, you know, uh, it would be a little bit faster, it would be souped up, you know. That's what the Millennium Falcon is. It's a standard ship, you know, probably a reasonably fast one at the time that looks like shit because Han and Chewie have pulled it together trying to soup it up and add bits to it all the time so it ends up being like a, just a big muscle car <laughs> essentially do you know what I mean the, the muscle car of, of the the character the only thing that matters about the, the Millennium Falcon is it becomes a character I think for me it's just a spaceship in Star Wars it's Empire Strikes Back it becomes a character because there's so much goes on with it not working and the fact that they need to get it fixed and you know when they do jump into hyperspace that's the kind of save the day point but that's also hands flying it's the fact that we have the main character spend so much time in that film on that ship etc then they give it a heroic moment and and kind of return to the jedi where it's just fast enough to escape those flames and, and and blow up the death star so we love we fans we love the millennium Fulton as a character because of the ship it doesn't need to have some special history about it or something nope. apparently they were going they needed to get something that would help them defeat the first order some sort of they probably hadn't I, invented I it it was probably called MacGuffinium or something like that you know what I mean because they hadn't actually oh. decided but well, you know, we need something to beat the 
you know, you can just imagine them sitting there drawing this stuff. Yeah, they need to go to this person that'll connect in the Millennium Falcon. The fans will like that. And then, you know, they'll have to get some weapons. She created some weapons. So let's make some special about the Millennium Falcon. Fuck off. That's why J.J. Abrams <laughs> should never have been involved in Star Wars in the first place. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Just remember, it just it's more evidence to me the the giant fuck up that that sequel trilogy was. I can't cannot agree uh, more. Yeah, the, yeah, the so I don't really give you a chance thing, to speak much. <laughs> Sweating it's a, man, right? The whole thing about the the Falcon, like you said, it's it's not who it came from mm-hmm. or where it, it was made. It's who has it and what they've done and done what with they're it. doing with and, it right now you know or what state yeah. it's in right now you know that's that and, and I mean, it's, actually, it's Abrams leg- does a really good based job on its with, owners with the, with the ship and the force awakens to me he, he kind of he gets that's one thing he does well in the force awakens but making the falcon almost a character like by finding it in the yeah. middle of the junk pile and then they steal it and Han comes looking for it that's my f- one of my favourite parts of the entire sequel trilogy, you know, when they first get in the Millennium Falcon, that that was him channeling something that was different but classic Star Wars at the same time. Unfortunately, he was just never able to kind of really grasp that enough, and neither were the rest of yeah. the, the people that worked on it for the rest of that trilogy for me. You know, fancy ever new not. and different. You know. Anyway, you know, the Millennium yeah, Falcon's so, just a ship, folks. Uh, it's. It's just like it, it goes to that idea here that Disney, Lucasfilm, Kennedy, the the writers room. Look, guys, we honest, honestly, uh, the the person to blame is uh the the person in charge charge. That's that's Kennedy. Whether whether it's good good, blame blame her for all that's that's good. All the billions in pro- profits they've made. Made under her her watch, that that's her credit. But all of the mistakes, the lo- lost time, the lost directors, the all of the a- angry fans, that's also oh, at 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 her f- feet. You know, uh, that's that's the thing about uh, that's the thing about um, uh, be, being being the boss, be, being in charge, and. Um, with the the state of Star Wars, all we would would like to to really see, or at least uh, <coughs> Cam, you can differ with me if you you need need to, at all, is uh good good stories that cre creators are given enough freedom. We understand you guys want your cohesive universe and all that, but give your your creators some room to to create and uh don't don't forget what what star wars is it's great to explore new things take it to new places but that as long as you follow the rules you have to forget as well yeah you don't have to leave it all behind behind it's a giant shit and what other giant universe before you yeah you know, so uh, and on on the fan side, guys, uh, uh, the old fans they deserve to be here every bit as much as as the new fans. 
Uh, and that includes uh, EU guy. Like I'm, I'm the EU you king. God damn it! I'm like the EU guy. I don't give a fuck if the only EU thing you you know is the N64 Shadows of the Empire game. Dude, you're as real a Star Wars fan fan as anyone. Uh, Cam, do you have anything else you would like to say to today about Star Wars? No outstanding uh thanks guys for for listening uh um hopefully we'll we'll be getting a lot more more news like you said there's a lot of things that are actively in principal photography or in in post uh so they're in various you know no after shoots adr vfx things things like that uh keep you guys's eyes and ears open uh across the the lrm and soon to be genre verse podcast net- network brought to you by by LRM Online. That's LRMonline.com, the LRM Online YouTube channel, and the LRM Podcast Network. Where, wherever you guys get your podcast from, please guys hit the subscribe button. Uh, give us a follow at Twitter at LRM underscore exclusive. Myself, I'm at that Kyle Malone on Twitter. Cam, where can people find you at? LRM underscore Cam on Twitter. There you guys go. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening this week. We will talk to you next one, and may the force be with you. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.